Yo, what up, everybody? Episode 85. Look at that. Um, this is Alice with Angel Hearts Rescue. Whoa, what a cool, cool, cool project she has and a beautiful human being. Uh, she is uh, just a selfless woman that's trying to help out homeless people and their animals. So, I mean, regardless of what you think, if homeless people should have pets or not, they do. And, um, you know, a lot of times they have issues like they can't feed them all the time or they can't feed them enough or they get hit by a car and break a leg or come up with uh, parvo and they need medication. And she is with this agency that is uh, out there helping. She's getting pet food to people. She's uh, taking I talk about it in the podcast. I don't know why I tell you guys everything beforehand. Um, this was amazing. She's a sweet, beautiful human being. And this might be like the first or second episode that I haven't cussed the entire time. This is like a G-rated episode with phenomenal information. You guys can help her out. Help Angel Hearts Rescue. Donate food. Donate time. Donate money. Um, we get all of that, all that information out there. Uh, Angel Hearts Rescue. Um, yeah. This was fun. This was a lot of just these people make me feel so bad about myself that I'm not doing enough out there in the world. Like people that are so selfless like this. It's just it's just really inspiring and amazing. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, one more matter of business. We got to get down to the show. You guys, the show that I'm putting on February 17th at the Rhino in North Kansas City. We're having a, a live podcast event. Yeah, I've got two amazing comics that are going to open the show separately, of course. And then I'm going to have a live podcast with Sean Edwards, who's the Fox 4 movie critic. And then I've got Lucid Flow and Lou Rip, Lucid Flows and Lou Rip performing. And then after that, I got Shevin performing. You guys aren't going to want to miss this. I'm telling you, this is going to be a really unique, fun event and uh, tickets will be up sale for sale this week on Eventbrite. Uh, it's going to be $10 pre-show and then 15 at the door. It's, I mean, 10 bucks ain't, ain't, it's well worth the entertainment you're going to be getting. I highly suggest that you call in sick the next day or ask for it off right now. Come to party. Come to have a good time. I'm getting loose. It's going to be a good, good time. I cannot wait to do this. I can't wait to see you guys there. Thank you for the support, and uh, we'll see you. Yeah, I'll see you next week, right? And then I'll also see you at uh, February seventeenth. We're out of here, guys. Enjoy the episode, Alice with Angel Hearts Rescue. Boom, Sherlock, boom. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll no topic is off limits. Now here's your host, my daddy. Enjoy the soul. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Boom, swat, boom. Yeah, because people are going to be, I'm sure, chiming in with what everything's going on. People are doing donations right now and trying to see if I get some of these people off the street. So how much we raise, we can figure out how much we can get people in, like for a couple of days or a few days. Yeah, let's uh, start this off. Uh, Alice. Yes. My name is Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Nice to finally meet you. Thank you. It's nice to meet you, too. Uh, we were, first of all, we were both on that same 
Getting Likes TV show. Yes. How was your experience on that? It was uh, it was really great because I think uh, when we, we sat down and talked, uh, Sarah and some of them had some good ideas mm-hmm. about where we should and move forward and how to uh, get more people um, watching what we're doing, where we can get more people involved in and also helping with that physically and with donations. So it was a positive experience. Yeah, you got a lot of a was. lot out of it. It was. It was nerve wracking, but it was it was good. It was good to hear what my daughter was in it too. It was good to hear what she her thoughts actually were about the whole thing. So yeah, the whole experience was pretty yeah pretty cool, right? Yeah, to have all the cameras and professional people and the whole setup. It was. Yeah, have you uh, used what they kind of taught you? Or, or helped you guys out with? Have you guys used those tactics? And has it been proven beneficial? Well, I think it, with my daughter, she just felt like doing marketing part was, you know, just focusing on that. But she needed to realize that she had to be out on the street with me too. And I know she's got children, so it's harder for her. I mean, we all have full-time jobs, but realizing that she has to see what's going on on the other end so that when she really reaches out to people and goes and to uh, other places to help raise money to people that are vendors and other things like that that she realizes that we um, there's another part to it that really need to know what's going on with these people how they got on the street what's happened to them how they're trying to get themselves either off or deal with what they've got so and I learned too I learned that I need to be more involved (coughs) in that marketing part too and be going to some of these um, expos or events we need to do more events so it's helped. So I guess we should probably get to kind of what what it is you do okay. other than being on the Getting Likes show. So you run Angel Hearts Rescue. Rescue. Mm-hmm. No, yes, yeah, a f- mouthful as far as the Instagram. Is it angel.hearts? How does it? How, what's I that? don't know with Instagram. I don't know. I know the Facebook part. I guess as long as you type it in, you'll yeah. find it anywhere. Yeah, Angel Hearts Rescue Inc., um, and uh, we are just supposed to, our mission is to help people that are out there um, in camps and tents living under the bridges. You know, we've got a few people under bridges, just people that are back and forth, you know, work, you know, living in a shelter at nighttime. You know, you have to see if you can get yourself in a shelter at night, and if not, they're out on the street again. Especially right now when it's mm-hmm. 13 degrees out or whatever, and exactly. there's ice storms. It is, and it's really hard because... There is no shelters, really, where you can take your dog and you. Um, I think there's one that just recently that we are working with. Um, it's called 1020. Okay. And they are people that are with Uplift, so they know. They understand what goes on. They Uplift is an organization that feeds homeless people, and they see that they're dogs. And, of course, we are volunteers from Uplift, and we started out Angel Hearts by seeing what was going on on the street. So we all network together, Spain, neuter Kansas City, you know, uplift. You guys kind of have to, right? It would make we sense. Do. We Why do. battle against each mm-hmm. other? I think we can be better and stronger as we become partners and network mm-hmm. together and we can reach out more than doing it by ourselves. And you guys are primarily focused more on the pet side? Mm-hmm. We are. I guess, is it mainly dogs? Dogs and cats. There's okay. so many cats. And really? a lot of them, yeah, they're dumped in their uh, camps. Okay. And so you see where they are not spay or neutered. You know, Mm -hmm. we had a hard time in the beginning when we were dealing with some of these, especially older men didn't realize how bad it can be. And they did not want us to alter 
um, their dog, their dogs or their cats, mostly cats. And so really? once you get to know them, yeah. you know, we were on the uplift truck, you know, for like I was on for two years straight. And every other week I was out twice a week with the group um, and then seeing what was going on. And that there really wasn't anything um, really helping them. You know, we, there was a lady before me, but she was just doing it by herself. And she would do like maybe once a while she would take somebody in and getting a few bags of food and once they ran out that was it there was no more to hand out to people on the for their dogs and cats that were homeless are homeless so yeah it, it's it's amazing how you can see things when you're really out there volunteering and um, being out on the street there's so many stories to know but yeah, there's a lot of cats and, and dogs that get dumped from people that don't want them. We just recently had a guy who <coughs> was at 75th and Metcalf, or 75th and I-35, and he was holding a sign, and a guy gives him a dog and dog food, and here's your certificate, here's the papers, here, take this dog. And so, yeah, so he's like, has this dog for a month, and so we're helping him, too. So, What's, uh, what's the weirdest animal you've seen? Have you seen anything other than cats or dogs any uh no oh a guy uh there's a guy named bear that was uh off in north kansas city he didn't bring it out of course but he said he had a bobcat he was trying to feed a bobcat and so we were trying to reach out (laughs) to some of the organizations and basically they would have to euthanize it so he basically just kept feeding it and apparently he's still out there with his bobcat he has a pet bobcat well, he feeds it, and then okay. it, with those things, they come around, and he makes sure that he that this bobcat has food. But apparently, it was injured, and there was no way we were going to be able to bring that in without them having to euthanize it. So yeah, so I think he tried to do what he could, and I haven't seen him for a while though. So a lot of times, the people come and go. So he got taken out by that bobcat. Yeah, he did, <laughs> and his name was Bear. I yeah. forgot what his real name was, but he's a big old guy, and they were calling him Bear. So we just gave him cat food and said, you know, canned cat food, and give it to your bobcat. But yeah, definitely, that was kind of the one of the weirdest things that we saw. So you help out shelters or homeless people or both? Like, how does your organization? Or we, you have a shelter? Like, wh- no. what is, okay. We don't have a facility. Okay. Um, we would like to, but our goal is not to have a, I mean, it's not really to take them <coughs> in. Our goal is to be out, um, w- when we were out with Uplift, we saw how many um, people were out there homeless with animals that needed help. Um, so our goal is to help them get them spay, neutered, vaccinated, get them, once they're in the program, we tell them once they get them altered and vaccinated, then we will continue to make sure they have supplies like cat food, dog food, collars, leashes, and we individually work with those one-on-one. So besides us going out with Uplift, um, we try to get out there. We had to stop going with them. I had to because there's so much going on on the street that we have to be doing more one-on-one than being on the truck. But we do have some of our members that are uh, still on the truck. So we get to see what's going on. They get to keep an eye and keep records. And um, so we're both places. You can continue to do both. So, like, the primary goal is to get all of these homeless animals not only fed but vaccinated and legalized, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Get them altered so that we're not having the overpopulation because it's just like rescue with other rescue groups. We're trying to – there's a mission is trying to stop the overpopulation. Why would you want to continue to have them breed when we've got so many at the shelters? I mean, so we're trying to stop that whole cycle. You ever you see any end in sight with that? Like, I mean, there's I so know. many animals, there's and that's so many people just don't get it. And I it's not like cats and dogs have like a like 
most animals where they only have sex like one time a year. They can do it all the time. They can, yeah, yeah. They come in. So season. is there ever a is there ever gonna be a time? Because Bob Barker's been doing this bit for forty, fifty years, or whatever. Have your pet spayed and neutered, but yet it's still it's still happening. You it, have these low cost uh, clinics, yeah, and they still don't get it. But they're they're like spay neuters making a difference. They are okay. And I I see it. It's slow, but <clears> there's so many people. We still have to reach out. We just have to keep going at it. You know. How educated is the homeless population with knowing of people like you, organizations like you that are out there to help their dogs? They don't know a lot. They think that they've learned a lot by when they're growing up. And they like a lot of times they'll say something to me about um, when they grew up, when they were on the farm, this is how they did it. And mm-hmm. like what times have changed, you <laughs> know. This is not what we do. We don't have home remedies. Yeah. Let's get your cat to the vet. You know, we do do, um, we try not to do a lot of sick um, calls because we just don't have the money. You know, we can be wiped out and just one, one dog or one cat, you know, we take them to the, to the emergency because that's basically when a vet clinic is closed or if they can't run certain tasks, you're going to the med vet or you're going to Blue Pearl. That can run into thousands of dollars and we don't decide which one lives and which one dies we just take them as we get them and we figure out okay which cred- credit card is <laughs> has least on it and we use it you know we, right. we raise funds for asking for help hmm. so yeah it's it's uh always trying to figure out how you're going to pay the bills and you know what can i take out of my own pocket to pay too so but like do the homeless people know that you guys are out there like do they, do they know how to get help for the most time if they want? Like, is that with Uplift? They do. Yeah. Okay. With the, the, the with the organization with Uplift, and they they still see our members on the on the truck, and they ask for help. Or mm-hmm. when we're out there, um, and sometimes we follow the trucks. We're trying to do it once a month that we follow the trucks in different routes because there's four different routes that go out in the city. They feed over 450 <coughs> people probably a night, but depending on how cold it is, they'll stay in their tents with their you know if they have dogs or cats. But um, we do try to um, talk to them when we're out there because everybody has a job when you're on Uplift. You're either you know, taking names down, you're handing out supplies, or they have where they're feeding a hot meal to them. Um, so we'll try to get out there as they're standing in line for things, what's going on, if you need cat food, how many cats do you have. Okay. You know, so we ask questions and, and try to keep Word it going. Word gets around in those kind of Yeah, and we hand right. out cards. We hand out cards, and, and so sometimes in the middle of the night or, you know, during <clears throat> A day we get a call and we've got a cat that got hurt, you know, maybe got attacked by, you know, a, a raccoon, rat, a rat, a rat. One was a rat, you know, fighting with the the rats. And some of the areas are not, you know, it's just, it's not good. But rats to, will take on a cat, huh? I guess maybe I like a know. smaller cat. Huh? And I, when I looked at this cat, I'm like, yeah, our vet kind of thought, well, maybe it got attacked by another cat, but it was uh-huh. pretty infected, so it's still with us now. <clears throat> so we're trying to get him or her, her name is Allie, trying to get her better um, and keeping her off the street. And they understand that sometimes they don't want us to bring them back until they're well. Okay. <clears throat> what is, I don't know a whole lot about Uplift. What exactly? Uplift is an organization that started. Oh God, volunteer organization? like just Volunteer only. Okay. Uh, it's a volunteer only. They're located um, at seven, uh, right off of uh Truman Road and Prospect. Okay. And it's called Uplift Organization. They feed homeless people. Um, they have supplies. They have tents. They have blankets. They hand out um, sleeping bags. Um, mostly it's food every night. They go out Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Five people to a truck. There's four trucks that go out. 
Kathy um, Dean is um, actually she's getting ready to switch out, but she's been the president for so many years. Awesome person to work with. Um, and there's so many volunteers. A lot of the volunteers um, that come in to go out on the trucks are people that from churches, from schools, community services, just parents with their children, you know, showing them what really is like and to give back. Um, but the drivers are, are basically their um, designated drivers, and they're the ones who keep um, the people inside the truck safe, you know, in case something happens. You know, you never know. Somebody could be not having a good day or drinking, and there are people that have issues out there. I mean, they're not all, you know, just A lot of PTSD-type mm, yeah, people that, out there, right? Addictions that go mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Veterans, which is kind of sad. Those guys are pretty happy, and, and they seem like they're happy in their situation, just kind of getting off the grid. A lot of oh, them yeah? fought wars. Yeah, a lot of them. There's one guy out there named Carl that's fought, like, in three different wars. Oh, my. And yeah, so he's he's content where he's at, and he's got a lot of cats and raccoons and coyotes and stuff oh, that he feeds. Oh, boy. So he's, wow. he's a, a strong man, but, you know, very stubborn-headed about getting some of his cats um, spayed, but we're working on him. <laughs> yeah, we're wearing him down. He's got an interesting farm going on. <laughs> yeah, he does. A zoo or something, coyotes mm -hmm. and raccoons. That's Yeah, he feeds everybody. Yeah. So is that all donation-based, too? Like, where are they getting the food for Uplift? The food comes from... Uh, a lot of it comes from the people that donate to us. You know, it does not a lot. Sometimes, sometimes cat food is our hardest to get in. It's like gold because all the rescues, there's so many cat rescues, and it's hard to get it at, you know, uh, uh, donated because people are trying to donate to so many different organizations. So we are also part of the food bank, uh, Angel Hearts is, and so we're able to get it at a very discounted price. But we can go through at least four to five pallets a year at Uplift. So whatever of cat we, food? Of cat food, dry cat food, yeah. Hmm. There's a lot more cats than there is dogs out there. I mean, I can name maybe 20 dogs, but I can name hundreds of cats. We need to start getting rid of some of these cats. Yeah, well, that's why you want to spay and neuter them. Yeah. You know, so that way, and cats won't live a long time out there in this in this environment, you know. Yeah. Their thing is maybe five to six years, maybe. Hmm. Where a cat in, a, in an environment indoors will live like, live up to 20 some years jeez yeah so so it's probably not very natural to have them indoors oh god yes i mean we <laughs> we work with casey that's another group we work with casey paws and she's on our board sandy uh, outlaw um when we do adoptions and i'm the adoption coordinator for that group um we do not adopt anybody who will not keep their cat inside yeah there's no reason to have them outside i mean i've seen <clears> so many get killed and and, and it's just not a good thing. There's, there's too many of them out there. Mm -hmm. And they're devastating the songbird population. Yeah, yeah. So there's a reason why we work on, on everything. Just mm -hmm. to every overpopulation, so many cats. So you don't need to have all these kittens out there. We actually went to a, a, an area in KCK um, where a woman, we were helping her. And she had um, uh, just one, one cat. And she was living behind a shed on a mattress. So Jeez. while we were out there, you know, it's a bad area in KCK. There's these moms running around pregnant. And it's like, you know, what are we going to do with them? And so it's like we couldn't walk away from them. So we just grabbed them. And, and now we're working with a rescue, a cat rescue group, an awesome group called Tara. And she's helping us get them into, our, into their organization where they'll get adopted. And they screen and make sure they go into good homes. So, I mean, that's what you have to do. I mean, we've been doing, I've been doing rescue for so many, many years back when my daughter was little. 
We started out by Animal Haven just volunteering and cleaning out cages and walking dogs. So we've been at it for so long, I think that we've built up so much networking with other rescues that they know who we are. And I did individual rescue with dogs. I was doing that for a while, employing when it used to be KCMO shelter off of Wright Town. It was so horrible. It was it was just really bad. Uh, you know, they just couldn't get a better facility and so many dogs were being dumped and it was just heartbreaking. So that's why I think I got a little overwhelmed. Not overwhelmed, I think it was more depressed. Yeah. And just felt like I needed to take a break. And then that's how I found Uplift. I was looking for somewhere where they went out and fed people because I would see them homeless with their dogs. And I wanted to be in an organization that I could volunteer where they fed um, homeless people and dealt with their dogs. And so realized that there was still more of a need. And so that's how we got started. We just started right there. I think it just grabbed us and we got sucked in. Wow. So, yeah, it wasn't something we thought about. It was it was just right in front of us. We needed to do something. How long have you been volunteering your time as a volunteer for different kind of organizations? Animal Haven, I think my daughter was um, 12, 13, and now she's 38. So it's been a long time. I was just wanting her to learn how to give back. You know, sometimes when kids have too much, as a single mom, I always try to give her so much I just wanted her to be happy. At the same time, I think she was getting a little spoiled. So I was like, "Here we are. We're gonna we're gonna uh, pick up poop and hose down these kennels and and volunteer at Animal Haven." And then I think it's just I just went from there to following people and and going to country kennels. And Michelle Rivera, she's um, the CEO over at Spay Neuter Kansas City, mm-hmm. and just got involved when she was um, running a, as a manager at Country Kennels, and then she went from there. She was very awesome. She is really making big, big uh, changes with the getting dogs and cats vaccinated and altered. So she works with us, and she gives us, uh, um, there's no cost if it's a homeless person getting spay and neutered, an animal, a cat, or a dog. Um, we don't get charged if it's from a homeless person, but we do rescue prices for vaccinations, which is wonderful. So, did uh, did your daughter resist at yeah. first, or was she all on board for doing? I think she just thought, you know, I could be doing other things like hanging out with my friends, yeah. or staying home, listening to back then the radio or right. what have you, watching TV. But yeah, she wasn't, and I think for a while she just kind of um, did her own thing. But she was going in a good direction too I think it's just trying to find her way and then when I started this I think after a year I think she probably felt sorry for me and decided yeah. to, she's not doing mom's not making any money she's using all her money and barely getting by but yeah she's been awesome she brings in people and talks to so many different small like pop-ups or even um, small uh, vendors that are starting out and they get percentages of what they make and um, get us as in, into events and so yeah raising money and and doing the Instagram and the Facebook and things like that that I don't seem to have time for all the time or probably knowledge I know yeah. I don't it's a yeah it's, I don't understand all that stuff so well either I know I know it's moving so fast you know mm-hmm. but we have to keep up if you want people to know who you are and what you're doing that's kind of why we were lucky to to get one with Brenton and him talking to us and getting us in there. So we learned a lot from that. 
How was it when you watched the episode? Because your episode just came out, right? I didn't get to watch it yet. Oh, no? I have not gotten to watch it yet. But my daughter and I talked about it actually yesterday <clears throat> that we need to sit down and get some of the group people together and talk and watch this. Yeah, I'm really Have a little watch it. party, a little yes, popcorn, some cookies. Yes, yeah, I know. We barely can get our group together. We're meeting once the, actually we're meeting, starting to do Monday meetings once a month is all we can get ourselves. Everybody is just jam-packed. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. not just doing Angel Hearts. They're doing other rescues, too, and they're doing transporting, and they're doing Church of the Resurrection and helping on that in with the homeless people. So we're just so busy that we have to figure out how to get ourselves um, to do an event, and that's what our next goal is, to work on having a big event. To raise money? To raise money. Mm -hmm. What What are you thinking? Well, we're wanting to see about the Berg Center or some of the other uh, venues that we can be in and then try to um, uh, do an auction, live auction, silent auction, and get some of these people that have been wanting to donate items to us when we went to the Pet Expo. They want to give us items, but, you know, we just don't have anything really set up. We're just barely getting by and getting the bills paid, you know, keeping up with the vet bills and we get large um, donations at the end of the year, which is awesome. We've got a wonderful family that she just gave us $4,000, and we paid half of our charge card off, which was really wow. nice. It was so nice. Wow. So, so you just, everything you do is is reliant on donations. Mm-hmm. It is. Donations for cat food, dog food, collars, leashes. Um, also for donations to pay the bills, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how we keep going. We just oh, let them that's know. That's going to be stressful. It is very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at it like, okay, how much I have? And, and I have I have pulled out money out of my 401k to pay off some stuff. Jeez. So, yeah. You're dedicated. Yeah. Dude. You have to. Because when you see them out there, it, it's just hard. It is very hard. No matter what the story is, you know, there are good things and there's been some bad stuff that we've come across that I never realized what goes on in, in with homeless people in camps and and you get to know them. You go into their camps. I mean, we've gotten to know them because of being on the uplift truck. They trust us. What's a camp like? I've, I don't know anything about, especially I, right now with it. I mean, it's, you know, middle of January. It's We just had a snowstorm. I'm like, what, what's a camp like right well, now? Well, I will tell you about White Hawks Camp. Um, there's quite a few people that live in the area, and I won't tell you where it's at. Um, but um, it's in Kansas, and uh, he's way up on a hill. And he's uh, a veteran. And so he kind of understands how to survive, and he's got all these cats, and that's why he won't get off into, like, um, I think they have the tiny homes for the veterans, because he's got so many cats, what's going to happen to them? He worries Mm -hmm. about them, and he works on ones that get dumped, you know, and tries to help us get them into rescue now. In the beginning, (coughs) he didn't do that, but the camps, he's got a big, large tent set up, and he has got a stove, a little, uh, one of those portable stoves Mm -hmm. he cooks on, um, and uh, he just has collected things, you know, for so many years. And then I, this summer I went up there and was taking him stuff, and I didn't realize he had, like, a little tiny garden. Oh, nice. He was going potatoes off the hill. Very and, cool. And I was just like, how do you bring your water up? And so when I bring jugs of water, you know, I have tea, these big 48 ounces of tea empty, and I just take water, and water to them is definitely so important for drinking, for hygiene, and to water his garden. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, and and so he cooks, and sometimes he's basically cooking for other people in the camp, too. They come, 
and everybody brings kind of stuff in. Is a camp basically a bunch of tents? Like people have yes. their tents and they just all kind of congregate in they're one? They're not all together. I mean, they're kind of giving each other some room to breathe. So you'll see up the hill there's like a couple of tents, you know, a few feet away from each other. And then you'll go like half a mile and there's a tent over here um, with people. And, and they may have a dog or, and themselves. So and they come and go. Just like a Walmart-type tent, like a regular, As like, you know, like a... No, I think some of them seem to be a little bit heavier. Okay. So I think that they, um, a lot of the people, uh, organizations we've seen, like, uh, I think it's, um, is it Jesus taken to the street or um, one of them? There's a lot of sisters, uh, Catholic, two Catholic sisters that are full habit and everything. They go out and they go out on Sundays. And so there's so many wonderful organizations. I think there's Hot Soup. The Hopsuit people, you know, the, the heroes is another one called the heroes. And I don't know exactly their full name, but everybody's doing their part. So it takes everybody helping them. And, you know, I don't know if that is a bad thing or a good thing, but they do need to eat. You don't want them, you know, standing in front of places and, mm-hmm. you know, they, and some of them are so too proud that they won't go anywhere. And, and so uh, they feel comfortable sometimes with these people that treat them like their people, you mm-hmm. know, and give <coughs> them what they have. And, and here's a meal. Let's sit down and have a meal together, bring out tables and stuff. So, yeah, it's important how you treat them. And, and they may have the only kind word would be just you for that day. And you want to say, you know, have a great day. And they'll always say, we'll bless you for bringing things out to us. How do you guys know where these can't, I guess, I don't know. Uplift. They, I mean, yeah, they just know where these camps typically, like, is there, a, there's a certain route they always go, that they always know where these camps are, or do the campers tend to know where the uplift trucks are going to be and tend to congregate there? Like, all right, it's Sunday, uplift will be here at seven o'clock, let me go get to there. Like, how does that, how do they know? People talk on the street, because I asked the other guy, we, we took into to um, uh, an extended stay with the German Shepherds, and I asked him, how did you know about the place called 1020? That's out in Lamexa that people can go there at nighttime to sleep, but they have to leave at 7 a.m. I say, how did you hear about that? And he goes, why well, was it McDonald's um, off of 75th Street? And there were two other guys waiting for Jim, Jim Schmidt, to come pick them up. And they take them there. And so he asked this guy, Jim, if he could also stay there, too. And they do it only during the winter time. They get them off the street because it's so cold. And so that's how he learned about it. And with Uplift, I, you know, I think people hear about it and they see the truck. Um, and so they go ahead and they wait with the other groups and then they let their friends know. Okay. That, that you know, whoever, if they're in a camp or so. And I don't know how. I think that Uplift has to also worry about certain businesses or uh, areas don't want you to, to be there conjugating with these people on this, as they say that these people, you know, bringing food and and so I think they try really hard to make sure that they're in an area where everybody's okay with and also make sure that you know you know litter and everything is picked up afterwards because that's another thing you don't want to see a bunch of litter on the ground yeah you don't want to help these people out and then trash the spot right so they they're like the Salvation Army is another group that goes to um, a place over off a locust downtown area Um, they make sure that it keeps it clean they try really hard and to also teach them, you know, some of these guys have just dropped their stuff, you know. I don't know what their situation on all of them. I, right. I, there's so many people. Is how, how can you get to know all of them? So our focus is let's get to know the people that we need to focus on is the ones with the dogs and cats. Do you know roughly 
kind of like the size of the homeless population here in Kansas City? I don't. I don't. I just know that. Is I it overwhelming when you go out? Is it like, I cannot believe how many people are out here homeless yeah. in January? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. So um, you will see, though, when it's really cold or raining out, some of them will stay in their tents, you know, and not come out. And they may have gotten to like a church downtown and been <coughs> able to get a meal, you know, and get some canned food. Um, but when it is warm and, and kind of conditions are not so bad, you know, not to say that there are people that are standing in line waiting for the trucks to come. Um, I think that it gets to be where in some of the stops I remember there's like 35 people waiting in one stop to, to get food and to get hygiene and maybe they need a clean shirt. And some of them are going to work. You know, they work somewhere and they're still staying in a tent. I know a couple of guys that were doing that. And looking for a clean t-shirt and stuff to wear to mm-hmm. go to work so when this truck goes around is it handing out just is it it's handing out more than just food They're yes hand- oh okay wow they have hygiene medical wow. clothing um dog food cat food canned food sometimes people they have the donations of canned food and everything's kind of like uh on a monday they hand out toiletries you know and then on a on a wednesday they'll hand out razor blades and shavers you mm-hmm. know to shave right. and hygiene more hygiene okay um, and then on Saturdays, like if someone needs to request like for shoes, cause they get shoes in, they get, um, shirts, clothing, um, pants mm-hmm. and they size all that in the bin. So, so when somebody requests, when they come back, they're filling that order. Nice. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot of good people out there. Yeah, there is. It's a lot of work, but just make me feel bad for myself. I'm oh, not no. doing nearly <laughs> enough as I should. You're out there been giving your time away and money away to such an awesome cause for so long. Yeah, but you don't know until you're out there. And sometimes people didn't understand. And we always put them first on the uplift truck. It's like, can you handle the uplift truck, seeing what's going on? And then once they are okay with that, then we take them out into the camps, like what we're doing. And mm-hmm. that's what uplift doesn't do. They go to stops. Mm-hmm. They don't. There would be no way they would have time to go into these individual camps. And you guys go into the camps. We go into the camps. Is that dangerous? Sometimes, Sometimes it can be dangerous, so you kind of have to know um, when something is going on to, to stay away for a while, and then s- you have phone numbers. Sometimes you try to reach them by phone numbers to meet me, like if, you know, one camp was not doing so well with people. Some people, some bad people got in there, and so I would say, you know, can you meet me down at the, uh, at the corner where Uplift meets you, and I'll hand them stuff. But yeah, you do have to be careful because it's mostly us women. I mean, there's not a lot of Really, men. volunteers. There's, it's mainly women for us as rescue. All of 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 us at Angel Hearts are all. There's seven of us. So we're all women. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we're all women. But huh. the people with uplift. There's a couple of uh, more than a few guys have said, "Look, you know, if you need to go somewhere, you call us and we'll go with you." Mm-hmm. And even one of the guys who got off the street <coughs> named Ingo. He's a big German guy. He volunteers and he says, "I don't want you going into camps by yourself." You know, there has been dangerous ones where somebody has gotten in and they're kind of trying to hide and make it seem like they're just a good person and this one guy I mean it was chief is what he called himself and he was doing drugs and abusing his dog oh so and I was over there talking to them so two of the guys that were in the camp around there was stood behind me and did not leave my side until I was gone and I didn't realize what was going on and then they told me you don't come over here by yourself you know with this guy and he was a bad guy so yeah I imagine there's you know don't want to stereotype, but obviously there are some bad people yeah. out there. Just like in, in any type of sure. society, you've yep. got some good people, and then you've got some that sneak in there that are not so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, yeah. I, would, I would think. Uh, all right. How, how about? Yeah. So if you're going to these camps, not only are some of the people dangerous, I would imagine maybe some of the dogs. No. Really? They're no. all just. No, I haven't seen anything, and they're so they're so well behaved because when we take some of them in. Um, some of the people that can't get off the street because they realize they can't take their dog with them and they don't want their dog to continue to live this way. It's been hard. Um, we will take their dog in and have them release them to us. They sign a release form and then we get them into rescue. And people say that they're the awesome dogs because they're with them 24-7, you know? Yeah, you know, so that, that makes a good, yeah, that's a good point. They walk with them, yeah. they sleep with them, they're, they're not tied up, you know? So yeah, they're awesome. They're so much easier than taking a dog from a shelter who's been chained up, you know? Hmm. Very big difference. Yeah. So people can get dogs from you guys? No. Okay. Uh, we can't. We don't have a license. Okay. So our goal is to, if we get them and they ask us to take them, mm -hmm. or if somebody, we've had some people that have died on us, um, and we take them in and then we send them to, I am with the, the coordinator with Casey Paws. Sandy Outlaw is the founder. And she will take in the ones most likely we can get in there to get adopted. Um, and we go through that because it's, it's a rescue license and we are not. And our goal is not to start that part. We can barely keep up with what we got okay. going on now. Okay. So so if you so when you get dogs, you give them to Casey Paws. You, you're allowed to do that? That, yeah. We can transfer them in. Or like I said with Tara, we can work with getting them transferred into to where they can get them into a great family. And they're a larger a rescue group, too. It's called uh, the Animal uh, Rescue Alliance. So. If somebody wanted to get one of these homeless dogs, would there be a way to go to Casey Paws and be like, hey, I want one of the dogs that was from Angel Hearts Rescue? They can see the stories, yeah. <clears throat> we don't have a lot, you know. Um, with the cats, we right away send them to, to Tara because we just don't, you know, with cats... Um, it's, there's so many of them, and I feel like with this group they screen really well. I feel like I can walk away and know, I've you know taken these cats up to a certain point and we fostered them and they've all survived and they've gotten you know they're uh, they're getting vetted vetted and getting spay neutered and um, vaccinations. I can walk away and know I feel like they're going to be safe. You know they're going to go into homes and their requirements is they will be indoor cats mm -hmm. and no decline. Um, so that makes me feel good. And the dogs, there's not a lot, but there are some. Um, and they go into um, to rescue and they get adopted through Casey Paws. But I get to be part of it. I get to take them out and we do meet and greets. Okay. Yeah. So we have a little bit longer. Um, our, our thing is where I have to, they have to fill out an application. They have to be fit the requirements. Vet records have to be good. Um, and so that shows me that they are capable of taking care of a dog. And then I meet up with them. And then we do um, another two-week trial. This is the before adopters. they get the dog? Mm -hmm. we do oh, a, wow. We do an adoption. We, we do a two-week trial to, before we do an adoption. Just to make sure that they are going to fit. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes those people will tell us, you know, we get a dog and it's like, what if it doesn't work? What if it's not working for our family? What if the dog's too hyper and then we're stuck with this dog? It's like, no, with us, you have... You have time. You have time. You have two weeks to, you know, it's, it, it takes lot, a lot longer, but at least they can see right away mm -hmm. if this is way too much for us at this wow. point. And they get to meet with them. They get to spend time with them, and we get to other applicants go meet our dogs at Dogs Fun Place, at Casey Paws, I'm sorry. Um, they get to meet them, and um, then they kind of say, yeah, this is who I would like to adopt. And so 
we set up home visits for all the people that are interested in this one dog like our last one was missy uh gorgeous schnauzer the poor guy vince was um he got her when she was a puppy um and we helped him get her spayed and vaccinated and everything he was living in a car and then going from house to house you know i don't know the whole story of what had happened with him but it was like um was it october i think that he called me he was crying and he just said i can't i can't i can't do this anymore and and i need to get into a place but i can't take her with me i don't want to give her to another homeless person because i don't want to see her when i'm out there oh yeah uh and then he uh what was it that he uh oh and that he wanted to make sure and he knew with our organization how we worked because i explained it to him and he was also friends with somebody else we're helping um they still have their dog but um, he's like, I like how what you do, and I know she'll be safe in a home, and that she will be in a home. Mm-hmm. So then, when I went to go pick her up, it was so sad because there he was sitting at a stoop um, on the sidewalk, and it was kind of sad because he was crying. She was um, just pushed up against him. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that are hard to see. For sure. But how happy is that dog when it gets into a home? I like, know. oh my gosh! So this is what a roof is like, huh? This yeah. is like heated blankets and yeah, she's full food all the time. Was probably probably grew like five or ten pounds. Yeah, <laughs> she was stubborn. Her Missy was very stubborn. She didn't really want try food. She always wanted canned food. So, but she's living in a in a family, the, a single mom with three children and a dog. But she didn't like the dog at the first. But now they're just friends. They're yeah. buddies now. Nice. So yeah. Yes. Yeah, I bet you that's a real exciting thing to see it that is, these these it is. animals that are finally getting like a real home and just yeah. And Vince is real happy <clears throat> knowing that we told him for what sure. happened. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, thank you, because he does want updates on her. And yeah, we of course don't tell them who the person is, and we don't tell them where they live, but we just give them information about the family okay. and how she's doing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's all they want. Yeah, yeah. They just yeah. want to know. That's yeah. Everybody loves their dog. Yeah, yeah people like their cats too, but yeah. You got, all right, here's a good question. Do you notice if there's a different and maybe more intense love a human has for a dog than a human has for a cat? No. It's the same? Strong. Really? Just as strong. Okay. Yeah. You see these little cats and they're little kittens, and I've had some in and my kittens house. Kittens are adorable. That's they about are. as cute as they get, yeah. but then they become cats. Yeah, <laughs> and, but they're still, their personalities are awesome. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's certain personalities that I see in and adult cats and and what they do and um i don't know i think it's it's just if you're a cat person or a dog person you know yeah but they're still awesome animals i love all all animals you know i like cats i'm allergic to them so i can't be around them yeah that makes it difficult but i like i like big cats you know i like mountain lions and Mm. lions and tigers like all that kind of like the big wild animals yeah. yeah That's awesome. I would love to go on a safari hunt. Cats are such amazing athletes. Yes. It's amazing what they can do. I bet. Uh, but, yeah, I am a dog guy. Love. Yeah. Love dogs. Love dogs. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I think it's awesome if you love any type of animal because they're just so smart. People take don't understand, you know, and to read up about their, you know, how smart they can be, what they can do to survive, and even just simple things like in a camp when they – Talk to me about some of their stuff got broken into by raccoons. And the guy will explain. They use their little hands and open up the container and <laughs> got into the dog food. I'm like, how can it be? It's a container that shuts. And he's like, nope, they're, they watch. And he's like, they know I'm not there. And they come down. And 
get into my stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. They're, they're sneaky little smart, boogers. Smart, smart raccoons. Yeah, they're real smart. They know what's up. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I, mean, I don't mess with those things. I've gone camping before. <laughs> I've seen them in the middle of the night. They, they'll try to, li- we had like a little uh, bin with a latch on it with a lid. And it was on there just trying to pull it open. It knew how to like unlatch and yes. pull this thing open. And we're just watching it through the tent. And all of a sudden it grabbed a, a loaf of bread and then looked at us <laughs> when we saw it. And then looked away and then just took off with the with loaf the bread. of bread. Yeah, with the bread. Keep the bread. <laughs> Don't leave the bread behind. Yeah, I can have it now. Oh, no. How funny. Yeah. Yeah, they're smart. That's yeah. what I think animals are so smart. We just don't know, you know, how smart they are until you start learning about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just have to appreciate them. You haven't run into any pet pigs? When I did rescue on my own, I had pigs and goats that I was pulling from KCMO shelter and moving them to farm sanctuaries. Okay. I did not want them to be eaten. So yeah. Yeah, I moved some to Lawrence. I knew some uh, some people in Lawrence, uh, Mary and her um, husband, and um, they had a farm sanctuary, that just a small farm that they started. And then some uh, started with Peg, Pig Rescue, North Dakota, I believe. And it's just a transport. So it's really weird because you have to take them to get their shots before you can transport them. You've got to yeah. have health certificates. So I knew uh, a vet over here in Lee Summit, and I'd have him at a crate. He would come out and give them their shots, <laughs> do what he needed to yeah. do, and get my certificate, and then off they went, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh, they're gorgeous. Pigs are gorgeous. And there have been bad situations where people in Rate Town, I think a lot of them were uh, having pigs in their home, um, got too big, and then they were tying them to porches. One was tied to a porch all the time. His oh, tusk, that sucks. His, 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 uh, I think it was his <coughs> tusk, I guess, got grown into the uh, his jaw. So it was growing out. Or the, I don't know what the, what they call him. but um, So we, we got him into rescue chickens. We had chickens that we I pulled and oh, we pulled had uh, goats. I pulled two goats. One had one ear um, cut off. I don't know what happened to it. Maybe fencing. But found somebody in Odessa that did rescue. She took the, the two coats. And, and so, yeah. Have you run into any, uh, what are those, cockfighting rings or dogfighting rings? have not, but heard so much. Oh, about really? It. Yeah, with the other rescues. And a lot of it is Kansas. There's so many out there. It's just horrible. That and, and doing the a lot of the breeding. Some of these um, places where you have breeders or even just... Uh, um, other places where they're just raising them just to sell them to pet stores, you know? Oh, these puppy farm, mills and the, stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. They've been trying to, or haven't they passed some kind of bills trying to mitigate some of that? I thought they they were, but it, you still have things that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you still have to be on top of it. Someone's got to report what's going on. And, and the sad part is they go to auction, and sometimes they'll be auctioned for like a dollar or two dollars. It's like, what happened to the ones? I always worry about the ones that don't get bought. Or who's buying them, and what are they doing with them? You know, testing for fighting and for bait, you know. It's oh. a whole other story, you know. It's a whole other world I don't know yeah. anything about. but Yeah, I learned a lot from watching um, or talking to people in rescue, what they're doing out there and trying to to try to get some of these you know these poor things are in puppy mills yeah and our breeders that are horrible breeders you guys work on the kansas and missouri side yes we do yeah we have a uh, the trucks because uplift and that's why we know uplift goes out to um kansas and also in the inner city of missouri and they go out to uh 
as far as uh, right off of Emmanuel Cleaver, mm-hmm. um, 70, mm-hmm. they go as far as that. And Kansas, I think they've gone as far as where the shelter in KCK is. They have people out okay. there, or Price Chopper. There's some yep. people that are back in there, too. Um, so there's just kind of, and I don't know how they go about deciding where the stops are going to be. Uh, sometimes it's because they, they're not they're told not to be at those stops, so they have to find another place closer to where the people meet. Told by who? Um, by organizations or like, you know, businesses. Say, for instance, if you're in the parking lot, maybe um, like a car wash. I think it's one of them thinking it was already closed. It's nighttime, but mm-hmm. someone complains about it. So then they want you off of there not to come mm. onto their parking yeah, lot. Yeah, I guess I understand that. Yeah. So so they find other places for them right. to, to be able to meet at. Wow. So. Yeah, it's just, you, yeah, you, that's always, the, the homeless are always on my mind this time of year yeah especially because it's just it's brutal it's it brutal out there i don't know how they do it and i just feel awful for them i know i know it is it is and the heat could be just as bad too yeah for sure i hate the heat yeah. I, I i prefer the cold over the heat but even then i mean yeah ugh. but the cold you can you can have to me i think they can survive the heat it's the coldest frostbite mm-hmm. you know you fall asleep and I've seen people that had to amputate toes, and hmm. yes, their, their feet has gotten really bad. So I've seen a few of them, or even died out there in the cold. Uh. Yeah, it has happened. So yeah, and so sometimes we end up getting their dogs, and so we try to find homes for them. And if they're not adoptable, then we try to find fosters that will keep them until they are. Some of them are kind of old anyway. The dogs are mm-hmm. until they pass away. So we we hang on to them for the rest of their lives. We don't anybody to sleep unless they're really sick with cancer we've had one that had cancer um didn't realize it until she started limping um and so we kept her until it was time for her to go that definitely that she was just suffering yeah so yeah then you make those decisions just like you would make it for your own dog or cat well for yourself right yeah i wish that would be that easy <laughs> i'm dying i'm ready to go i'm ready to go <laughs> i just i don't want to have any more pain just yeah. shoot me euthanize me please yeah. Go in there and you get your thing where you're nice and comfortable and go to sleep. Yeah. And then you take the last shot that just says, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. But we do. We do look out for them. And especially if they're sick, we do the best that we can. So. Wow. I don't know what to say. It's just, I don't know. I, I have people in here from time to time that just make me feel like I need to be doing so much more. It's just cool to see yeah. people that have hearts like like yours to yeah. I think when the time comes it'll be there for you yeah and you'll be ready you know you, even if it's your you know if you have children I do six and three you. when they start getting a little spoiled I'm gonna pull that car we're gonna go yeah serve at the soup kitchen or yeah something. or something yeah and, and it's I think that's how a lot of people get involved is with their kids they're wanting to show them you know how to appreciate what we've got mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's people like with me when my daughter got older then I was like okay fine now I can really be out there, be out there late and not worry about, you know, I have a daughter at home that I need to get home to. So now your daughter's out of the house. Yeah, she has. Uh, and you're I still to, doing this like yeah. this is your passion now. Yeah, I think it just it's just there. I mean, it's just it's sad. You know, it's not something I want to see, um, but it's something that has to be done. And my daughter, yeah, she has grandkids. I mean, I have grandkids and she has two little one, mm-hmm. two little ones that are my grandkids. But and she's teaching them too. you know, they're 10 and, and 12. 10 and 11, I'm sorry. And so they understand. They understand that. They understand 
what goes on and so and they're involved in a lot of the events that we go to they go with us so mm-hmm. oh cool yeah so they get it they you know there's they're good they're good kids and that's a good way to start you know your kids so it's good to see my daughter um, come to this point and and the understanding and compassion that she has just like I do and the people that are in our group it's awesome, you know. They have such strong compassion and dedication. No kidding. And you can, I mean, sometimes that's insane. Get, wow. Then you get called in the wow. middle of the night. You have to go, you know. But we try not to be out late. That's one thing I promised my daughter not to be by myself in a in an area by myself at nighttime. And sometimes I just have to tell them, "We'll just have to get to you the next day. We'll figure it out, you know, before we get to work. We'll go grab them and try to get them to the vet. Mm-hmm. Um, or somebody who doesn't have to go to work to a certain time, you know, they'll go get the go get this this you know dog or cat and take them to the vet and try to get into our appointments so we have an awesome vet that we use too that for sick it's mission animal clinic and they're awesome people um so it's just i mean it takes it takes everybody to make this work everybody that we get involved people that donate people that have connections and get Mm -hmm. us into what we need dog food cat food supplies you know anything that we get clothing and we get nice jackets and people are starting to realize more about who we are and what we're doing we just maybe take a few you know things for us when we're hand, we're out there with the people so not just are we just feeding their dogs and cats it's like okay you need a jacket we've got a jacket you need hats or we have we have hats we have gloves um but most of it we get we always send it over to uplift so yeah especially tents and, and blankets and sleeping bags we send them to uplift yeah wow so, yeah so it's uh, always going, always looking for people to help pick up donations. And uh, another awesome one is Rolling Acres. They're awesome people. They, you know, the cemetery, you know, for. Is that cremating. up in Liberty? North, a little bit Parkville? by Liberty? Park, okay. Parkville. Okay. Mm-hmm. You get off at 64th Street and you're way out. It's like, a, it is in Parkville. <coughs> okay. And they get a lot of donations of dog food, cat food um, that people, when their their pets pass, oh. or they go into, you know, these, um, nice. vet clinics mm-hmm. and they donate sometimes the expired food, but you know, expired doesn't mean that it's not good. You still have a, you're to use a dry cat and dog food. So we'll get that and we'll mix that in with what we're um, bagging for our, um, dogs and cats to take on the street. So we bag them into like little court sizes. So we have to have people that bag and the church of the resurrection has volunteers that, that do that for us too. Do you have a normal job, like a regular job? Yes, I do. Why? So you do job. all of this on top of a full-time job? Yeah, we have job? family. I have family, too. My parents are older. So there, it's a lot of running around. Like, you know, your whole day goes by really fast. No kidding. Yeah. So I'm trying to make up the time when you're getting to work late. I'm an awesome boss, and I work nice. for a CPA. And I, you know, I think he, he understands if I, if I couldn't work, you know, any type of, uh, uh, he's flexible. I think that. I would probably have to figure out some part-time jobs to work around it. But I love working there. I like what I do, and um, I hope I can retire there. But, yeah, he's he's understanding. He knows what, what we're doing, and my daughter works with me there, too. He, <laughs> he hired her when he found out she was part-time and just needed a part-time job, oh, and he needed a part-time employee. But, yeah, we have a lot of clients, so it's, uh, it's an awesome keep money in the door so i can keep paying the rent and not the rent but the uh, the house payment yeah, yeah just get things done and and i'm so lucky that i get to come home i'm not lucky i guess blessed i have a home i have lights i have running water those things that people sometimes i know people don't realize but when you talk to people that are at uplift or we talk to our board members um we're sitting around and it's like we get to go home we mm-hmm. get to have water you know, we have these things, and sometimes when you talk to other people out there, 
it's like you want to know how did you get out here what kind of things happened to right. you and, and some of them when they have mental issues and trying mm. to get back and forth to swope and trying to get health care and things like that there's so many things that they have to do to get it it's not easy so i've never lived that kind of life before now i've always worked hard and had two jobs and been able to provide even more than what i needed and now it's time to get back i think is it primarily mental illness out there that causes it do you think or is all it just kinds. all kinds of yeah. stuff you know i there's a guy named phil who lost his job at AutoZone, i believe he was an older guy you know lost his job it just they just uh the job was uh, no longer that type of um, position mm -hmm. so he did his best and he couldn't keep his car up and so no transportation um, then he couldn't pay for some of the electricity bills and then couldn't keep up with the rent on the house mm. so he grabbed his whatever he could in plastic bags and his two dogs bones and daisy and they were underneath eastwood traffic way and he got a call from Marland, who used to be a Spaniard at Kansas City, and say, hey, there's this guy down here. I'm going to talk to him and see what we can do on our end. Um, so then we went, my daughter and I went and talked to him. He definitely didn't want to let go of his dogs. I mean, he didn't know who we were. I mean, we were just like strangers to him. Right. And we told him kind of what we did. And so I think as time went on, a few weeks, and us dropping food off and other people coming by, even the people, the firemen down the street, you know, brought him food and people brought him water and stuff because it was a really hot July. Um, and that was uh, more than a few years ago, maybe three years ago. Um, I think he had somebody who stopped off that said, are you a veteran? He said, yes. He goes, well, I can get you into a program, but it's going to take some time and you cannot bring your dogs with you. So that's when I went ahead and fostered them. And took them in, and he would see them every week. We arranged for him to spend time with his oh, two cool. dogs. Oh, cool. That's nice. Yeah, he worked hard. He was at Restart, and it was not like the safest place, but um, they were good people there, the organization, and helped him get into a place, and he's still in his place. And he has his two dogs, and he's so grateful. Yeah, and he's back at Auto's, uh, Auto oh. Advance, uh, Advance Auto. Advance Auto Parts, there we go. Yeah, and he's got a great job, and he awesome. went from part-time to full-time, and he was able to buy himself a car. Oh, yeah, all right. Car. He bought himself a used car, and he's still at that place, and he's, you know, they give him, like, I think he had, like, nine months that they would pay for the rent, and after that, he had to have a plan, and they work with you, to, you know, to get jobs and things like that, so oh, they don't so just cool. leave you hanging like you've got to figure this out on your own they helped him with that and they gave him the resources and so yeah that's what's that's awesome beautiful to see. wow yeah, those stories are awesome that is a, you don't you don't hear those stories as often as you'd like no you always hear the the negative ones but you don't hear about the guy that yeah that's awesome yeah we have pictures of it it was just like you know he he wasn't flying a sign he didn't know what he was gonna do he was just sitting there with his dogs and people were dropping stuff off and he's like i don't know what i'm gonna do so it took everybody that saw this, and everybody did their part, and and he did his part too because he had to do the work to make sure that mm -hmm. you know who you're going to contact, who you're going to have interviews with, and and uh, trying to get <coughs> yourself a place. And uh, everybody together, we all worked at it, and and now he's in a home with his two dogs and has been there for more than two years. I don't know even where I would begin. I mean, and you can see it start to come too. You lose your car. Yeah. And then you lose your electricity, but you still got your roof over your head with some clothes and yeah. stuff. And then eviction notice, and then what? I wouldn't even know where to begin. See, I've lost my job uh, twice. Once because I was there 22 years, 
um, and he sold the company. And so once the his term or time was up, because they used him as for consulting, I think kept him for two years. And after that, I knew something was going to start happening. So then here I was without a job. Oh. And then the last one they consult, they uh, were doing some type of um, uh, computer where they were having things done a certain way. And so they, my position kind of basically was not there. And it wasn't like I had a lot to do anyway. I knew it was just like a go-between job. And I didn't, you know, when you're looking for something. But every time I was looking, I had all this money still sitting there that I always saved in my 401k and things like that. And I was lucky for all that. I was lucky that I had all that to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't ever looking for a job. And here comes this, you know, this last job that I'm hoping that I'll stay there for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's very <coughs> flexible and understands what our what we're trying to do, and it's it is sometimes it is not an easy thing. You have to figure out. Okay, I'm gonna go to the vet's office before I go to work, and I'll be a tiny bit late. <laughs> I will be late. So, but we always uh, between the, my daughter and I, we make up our time. You know, we can go there and work because tax season's coming up. So you're living it and breathing it all the time. Right. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, it it is. It's a it is a lot to do. It's a lot of hard work. A lot of people need to be involved and realize, you know, what can you do and how much, you know, and how you treat them, help them, you know. And I would love to be more involved on the people side and trying to get them um, resources. But, you know, what we're doing right now with this, the dogs and cats and helping them keep them and educate them is a lot and I just try to remember to leave that to those people doing that. And we focus on what we are trying to help them with their dogs and cats and keep them healthy and safe. If, uh, if, a, if a homeless person tends to have like a dog or something next to him, like on the corner, spanging or whatever, mm-hmm. and he gets some money, will he spend any of that money on their dog typically? or Or is it better like... Maybe just to personally give these people some. Dog I always food, tell you know? people to give them items. You know, mm-hmm. give them water, crackers, um, hand warmers. You know, carry a kit in your car. We have kits that people make and put together for us. It's a thing of water. It's like um, a glove, like wintertime gloves, mm-hmm. a hat, um, crackers. You know, peanut butter. I think they get a lot of peanut butter, but we still put peanut butter with crackers because that fills your tummy. Yeah, it's got a lot of protein in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And uh, we'll do some hygiene, like little bottles that people get from hotels, you know, shampoo, things like that. And we hand them that. And normally I'm just like, um, when I'm seeing them on the corner, I'm like, I'm with Uplift. Also, I volunteer with that. Oh, yeah, we know Uplift. I've got a sleeping bag. Do you want it? I've got hand warmers for you out here today. Would you like that? Or I have some water. It's hot. Would you like a jug of water? Yes. Um, They usually get, if they see a dog, they usually get a lot of... um, dog food dropped off to them okay, and cool. they and i've had one person that i just took in um we took into a hotel he says he gets so much dog food donated that he does he takes it back when he goes at nighttime to the shelter he takes it with them to hand out to other people oh wow nice awesome yeah he gives it to other people because he doesn't want to waste it and he doesn't want to tell them no he just right. accepts it that's awesome yeah well if anybody if you how can people donate to your cause here like What's the best way for people to find you, look, find you? Like, what's the best? Facebook better? Instagram? Email? uh, Instagram and Facebook. And um, we have a Facebook. um, It's angelheartsrescue.inc. Instagram, I don't know what that address is, but they can always um, 
do our email is angelheartsrescue at gmail.com. Okay. And then we have a website that you can go to donate, and it's Angel Hearts um, Rescue. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, the, at gmail.com, and then we have, uh, oh, I'm sorry, .org. It's Angel Hearts Rescue. Um, dot org okay and that gives you some stories also gives you if you want to volunteer which we always can want you know volunteers that would be awesome and to help us out with things and picking up donating um like supplies and sometimes people in the summertime garage sailing they'll pick up whatever people don't want and we can get that up to uplift so there's different buttons on there that you can go to at our website at angelhearts.org and a read up about some of the people we've helped. And we're actually getting ready to do some updates because it's been like that for many years. <laughs> it's like the last thing you think about because now everybody's doing Facebook and Instagram right. and things like that. So, so that's the best place to go donate people if they want to donate yes. money. Mm -hmm. Is that the, is money the best thing or? I mean, it's easiest, anything, right? I mean, anything. Uh, money is important to us because we're paying the vet bills. We're always having to pay up the vet bills. Some, I think we reached well over 10000 last year. I just got... Um, our statement uh, yesterday, I haven't looked at it yet, but, um, you know, even with MedVet, we had, like, the year before, we had 10000 no, $9,000 already, and that was just with one dog. It was so, oh, it was so bad, yeah, and, and it's like, here you go. You're trying to figure out, do you euthanize, you know, her, or do you let her, you know, she was a young dog. <sighs> so, Nine grand, huh? Yeah, and it's so sad because it's so expensive. It's so yeah. expensive. You have no choice but to. to I'm putting that dog down. Yeah, not me. No. I think every everybody. I mean, if, if, if it's my dog, I have I I'm divorced. I was when I was married, we had two dogs. Uh -huh. She's got the dogs now. They're still alive. Oh, great. But if I was still together and it said, "Hey, this is a nine thousand dollar fix," I'm like, "Yeah, nice knowing you." Yeah. But I, I don't no. have nine grand. To, yeah. But a, see, you, you can make payments. <laughs> That's a good part. I don't care how many payments it is. Even <laughs> if it's no interest, I'm not spending nine grand on my yeah. dog. That's. But the thing is, right, you have uh, organizations that will help you. Britain yeah. Hunter, Casey, um, Casey Friends, um, Friends of Kansas City. She's okay. awesome. Britain Hunter will help you with you know people that can't help pay bills. So we do direct people <clears> there that have like, gotten off the street, and they have something that's happened, like a dog has a heartworm positive. You know, they need help with treatment. So mm -hmm. there are organizations that will help you. So don't ever feel like you need to make that decision. And also, too, you can work with the vet clinic or the, um, like, um, Blue Pearl and stuff like that and say, okay, what are my options? So I think with me, I took I took a, a risk in saying to her that I want to do the, 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 the hemoglobin, and this is what we want to do. It was something that happened just overnight, within wow. hours. And I thought she deserved a chance. And, you know, this, this sweet girl is, yes, it attacked her back. She's paralyzed on her back legs. But she's in a home. She has a, a cart. And she has an awesome family. And I think it's helped uh, the son more than anything else. Because you know how it is to be a teenager. I think that bond has made a good difference for him. So, you know, not only did she get help, but she also helped somebody else. She helped yeah. a human being. Yeah. And he's, you know, he, he's, he's bonded with her. And so she goes to soccer games and watches soccer games. That's cool. So, you know, I, you know. You I haven't sold me, but that's yeah, cool. <laughs> but I just think that, you know, um, there's a reason and a yeah. place why we're put in different places. And so these little miracles are happening all the time. And I just have to be aware and know that I'm going to give them a chance as if it was my own dog. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to try my best. And, you know, if, if the vet says it's time, 
and then I've given all I can, and I'm just going to say, okay, fine, then we need to let it go. And it's hard for those homeless people, too. Oh, and yeah. It's, like, hard when you have to tell them that it's we their have best to let friend. Up. Yeah. On the streets, you need to have yeah. a best friend, you we know? They go home, and they're just by themselves. So, yeah, we go home, and we have family. And maybe these people don't have family. We don't mm-hmm. ask tons of questions, but, you know, if they're willing to tell us a story about what's happened, then I get to know them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Alice, you're a beautiful human being. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, all my listeners out there, I mean, go on angelheartsrescue.org, and if, I don't five bucks, whatever, yeah. whatever helps, yes. right? Yep. Just yep. get on there, help, help. If this compelled you at all, I hope it did. Uh, I'm gonna go on there and donate, and mm-hmm. I appreciate your time. Thank you I appreciate so much. everything you do for the city. Yeah. Uh, this was awesome. Thank and all you. The, all the all the groups too. I will let you know. It's just not Angel Hearts Rescue. Oh, There's I, so I many know. Rescues it's out amazing there. how many people are out there that yeah. amazing hearts are out working. there helping. Yeah, we're making a difference and we're making a change. Yeah. If there's anything you'd like to say right now, go ahead and. I just want to say, you know, whoever's out there, you know, just find you find where you feel like you are comfortable and doing. Get out there and see what's going on. If it's uh, helping children it's helping animals or working with people older people senior people just get involved and it's so much nicer and you feel so much in your own life and gratitude and feel blessed when you're helping others um i just think it's awesome and you know it's not something that i expected but it was just there i felt like it drug me in and i'm hanging on and it's telling me what i need to do so you got the people out there and you just uh have wonderful people that want to help you too so it's just like being here you letting us come and speak is it's amazing too yeah well i hope it helps i hope you get some uh recognition and some donations and all that good jazz from this this was awesome uh kansas city's mother Teresa, right in front of me yeah oh gosh (laughs) thanks for listening everybody alice thank you uh we're out of here bye bye